All right, fellow Horn Toad loyal listeners, you still hanging in there with me? This is our Halloween special for episode 19 for season four. This is segment number three, and this one is the New Mexico prison riots. And uh, actually, it's only prison riots. And this is a, a segment I've really wanted to talk to talk about for a long time now. And I figure, you know, let's go combine it with Halloween, you know, just uh, creepy stories and stuff like that. Well, anyways, back in the early eighties, um, the, over in the Santa Fe, um, in, in New Mexico, the Santa Fe prison, there was, um, oh man, I should, I wish I would have done more research on this, but damn, I just been too busy. So basically a riot broke out and there was, um, uh, there was a couple of books written about it. And one of the books was, um, one of the inmates was talking about, um, these, you know, after these guys, they, they attacked the guards, they killed them and they cut off their heads and was shooting around a basketball. I mean, taking that guard's head and shooting around like, like a basketball at the basketball court. Uh, one of them said that there was a, I think it was a purple little demon was actually walking through their basketball court. And, um, that little demon had like a little tail and he had a little, uh, um, horns on his head. He had sharp ears and just basically what you would think a demon would look like. It was like that, but it was like purple. I think it was, and it was smiling. It was like all happy. And, you know, it, it loved all that carnage, you know, and it loved, um, the fact that everybody was getting killed. And there was uh, stories of how some of those other inmates that really didn't, you know, participate in the killing, but they did say that there was, um, uh, some of the guards, they were, you know, they pushed, uh, broom, broom handles up their butthole and, uh, killed them like that, you know? And, um, so there was like a lot of, um, a lot of that was going on. And the ones that got killed mostly they went after was the, um, the pedophiles and the, um, like the child molesters and the, um, the snitches. Oh man, the snitches, you know, they got tore up, man. Um, there was a book uh, my sister was telling me called The Devil's Workshop. And The Devil's Workshop, uh, it was written by one of those guys that was there. And uh, he was talking about how um, the, you know, the, the events went down. And also there was, a, there was another book, I forgot what it was called, but uh, me and my sister, one, one morning we're listening to this uh, radio station out in Albuquerque called The Edge. And, uh, oh man, we used to love that morning show. Those guys are uh, bucking decks, man. They were, you know, they pretty much why I do this podcast. Cause I kind of like learned off of them and stuff like that. Anyways. So what they end up doing was, um, they end up calling Rob zombie and, um, and I guess they, they asked the listeners first before they were going to call Rob zombie. They said, um, what do you want us to ask Rob zombie? And, um, or no, they said something like what? what movie do you want us to ask him that he should make? And one of the callers said, ask him if he would make the Santa Fe prison riot movie. Now Rob Zombie was just coming off the, uh, the success of house of a thousand corpses. So, you know, he was, um, he was on fire, man. And, um, so they buck and Dex, they ask uh, Rob Zombie, you know, would you ever do a film about this New Mexico prison riots back in the early eighties? And Rob Zombie was like, possibly, you know, if I can get the rights, if, um, if I can get the right people, then yeah, I'll definitely do one about the prison riots. And, you know, that would be like a really, really bloody gory, you know, film to try to take on. And, 
And on that note, um, when I was uh, doing an extra for for filmings and films, I, me and my late older brother, we went up to the Santa Fe prison. And um, originally, I was casted to be a guard. And the only problem was I didn't, I, I thought I was just doing a stand-in. You know, I thought uh, I was just going to be there just temporarily till they found the right actor to put in there. Well, what ended up happening was I, I didn't, I had my long ponytail dangling down, so it looked all unprofessional. I was like, ah, oh, shit. And I, I kept telling myself, hurry up, put your shirt, uh, tuck your, you know, ponytail under your shirt so it doesn't look like you got long hair. Anyways, I kind of ruined it by that. So then they, they end up making me the, um, uh, one of the prisoners and I was all fat and they gave me, uh, some, you know, clothes that would barely fit me. And I was like, ah, oh, shit, my fat gut and man titties were hanging out. And I was like, damn it, man. But anyways, so I was, uh, in the, um, I was in the back, uh, the, well, they put me in the cell and I remember some people, some of those extras, they were saying, yeah, man, this is where the Santa Fe prison riot happens. And, uh, this, these were some people that were, they were killed. They were probably in here in the, in the cell. And I was like, Oh shit. And I was like, all right, well, let's see what happens. Uh, nothing really happened like usual. Cause my life is so damn boring. But, um, what ended up happening was, um, we had lunch and then, um, we went, uh, and my brother, like a real piggy, he was already there eating away. And I was like, damn dude, wait till the uh, director and these guys go in. And he was like, well, the food was ready. I'm like, yeah, but shit, wait for me, man. You know, cause I was still in the second, the second tier anyways. And so there was a, a an old man, he was a security guard. And I told him, I said, Hey man, where did the Santa Fe prison riot, all that killings, where did that happen? He goes, Oh, that's down the hall. And it's in the other side over there, but we keep that place locked. Uh, blocked and we don't allow anybody to go in there. And I said, Hey man, I heard a story about, you know, they burned a prisoner alive and you can still see his body, um, outline on the ground. Is that true? He goes, yeah, yeah. That's why we don't let nobody go in there. And he, I said, has anybody ever said that there's like been, uh, um, like demons or ghosts or anything? He goes, yeah. Uh, we had a couple of, uh, uh, filming productions that came through at night and they, um, they were filming over there. And what ended up happening was, um, you know, some of the people, some of the extras and crew members that were near that area, you know, they started to experience that paranormal activity. And, um, I was like, wow, man, that was crazy. And that, me and that old man, we end up singing that song from uh, George Jones. Cause you know, we're just bonding, I guess. And we're saying that one, um, uh, that song where, uh, George Jones singing about that car and, and then, um, Anyways, it was, it was kind of funny, but anyways, and then, uh, I saw this episode of, um, I think it was called celebrity hauntings or something like that, but there was, um, there was, uh, one of the actors from that movie saw he was, uh, I think it was on the fifth one, the fifth or the fourth one. Anyways. So what he did was he was, um, him and his buddy, they were saying, Oh, let's go over there. So they were filming over there and then they went and, um, they, uh, went to this, this place, this, I don't know, it's like a shower stall or, uh, but anyways, there's a hole in the ground and out of that hole, there was like a, a demonic force, a black, I don't know, like a black entity or something. And it kind of chased them around and they freaked the hell out. And then they, oh, okay. So they, they climbed in through the window and then afterwards they're climbing back out of the window. So, you know, it's just kind of like, um, I, I think they, 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 
they tempted it or something. Then there was another, um, there's this other show called uh, uh, Dead Files. And it's about this uh, lady who can see dead people. And whenever they go to experience, um, whenever they're called to help solve a paranormal mystery, there's um, her partner. He's like a cop, a New York City detective. And he finds out all the facts and finds out what happened on the land. And then at the end of the show, they come together and they talk about what happened. Well, anyways, there was this uh, uh, Hispanic lady. Or Mexican. Um, anyways, this is not Kai lady. She ended up um, taking this one hat. I guess she was working at the... Um, I guess she was filming too. She was a uh, background extra. And there was this black hat there. And she picks it up. And she takes it home with her. Well, that demonic entity that was associated with that hat, it followed her to her house. You know, you know how these demonic entities do things. They knock things down. And they, you know, they, they just do whatever, you know. So she ended up talk, calling that show, and then that lady came over and told her, you know, well, what'd you do with the hat? She goes, I burned it. She goes, oh, you shouldn't have done that. When you burn these paranormal, you know, things, you make it worse because you release their energy or something like that. So what was pretty cool about that show was that um, she ended up telling that lady um, to um, uh, go see a native... A, a native medicine man and they'll help clear the um the juju off of her basically so um and then at the end of the show the little epilogue there it said that she actually went to go see a medicine man so i was like wow man that was pretty cool but it didn't say if it was navajo or hopi or i'm uh, not hopi or one of the pueblos out there in new mexico but i just thought wow man that's that's pretty that's pretty cool kind of give a shout out to uh our culture like that and then also um on that note and there was a, another show. <laughs> These white people, they had a paranormal thing going on, uh, activity going on at their home. And I don't remember what the show was called. So they end up calling this Navajo medicine. It is a young guy, man. And he's all dressed up with his turquoise and his jewelry and his clothes and all that shit. <laughs> he ends up, uh, he starts praying. Oh, he starts singing. And then me and my sister were watching it. We're like, what the hell's up with this dude? And then what ended up happening was he was, um, he was, uh, oh, after he was done singing, those white people were sitting there by the fire and he was like, he was, he was talking to them. And I think it was the husband, the white guy, he goes, um, so did you get rid of the, the evil spirit or something like that? And then he's like, no, I can't. It's too powerful or something like that. It's like, damn, where the hell did they find this dude at? And, you know, that's where, um, and that's kind of going off the subject of the Santa Fe prison riots, but um, that's pretty much where, you know, these entities and stuff like that, that's where they kind of, you know, they make their home. And if you go over there and you start taunting them, you know, that's what's going to happen. And, you know, they'll follow you home and they'll, you know, if you're not too careful and uh, especially, especially trans, always want to prove that they're tough when they're drunk well, what about when you're sober? Like, you know, why don't you come over here to the Navajo station generating station at night and see what you come up with? Cause earlier I felt another, another chill coming through my body. Cause, um, I heard another like twig snapping again. I was like, okay, all right. Well, apparently somebody's over here. So, uh, if they're there, I just want to say hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm just doing a podcast just so you know. Anyways, 
So yeah, that's pretty much going to do it for this segment anyways, because, um, yeah, like I said, I, I have to get back home and, um, and then not only that, but, uh, starting to get cold. I wish I had a broad jacket, maybe some gloves, but, um, like I said, other than that, you know, uh, the Santa Fe prison riots, it was pretty much the deadliest one ever since then. All these regulations and rules and policies have been kicked up. So, um, but as far as, um, you know, like serial killers like Jeffrey Dahmer and the, um, Ted Bundy and, uh, the BTK killer and all these other famous killers over the years, um, they, I, I would, I would see, I would say that they would probably have gotten their asses kicked because those Nakais over at the New Mexico prison, they ain't going to mess around. So I'm pretty sure they went over there and uh, they tore shit up, you know, with, um, like I said, the pedophiles, uh, they got it, the pedophiles and the snitches, they probably got it as bad as the guards, but, um, so I just wanted, oh, okay. I think the whole thing was about the guard, the prisoners just wanted to be treated equal and the guards were too hard on him. So when all that happened, um, they just kind of pissed him off and that's why they got killed. So anyways, um, let me go ahead and jump on to the fourth segment of this Halloween special and we'll go ahead and talk about, uh, oh, Skinwalker Urgent Care. Here we go, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'll hear, I'll get some feely vibes off of this one. And here we go.